Joey Wheeler is kind enough to join us a couple of hours after the completion, well, an hour after the completion of the first uh, test match of the year in 2023. Joey, thanks so much for stopping by. No, thanks for having me, mate. What a, what a first test it was too. That opening 30 minutes especially, how, how do you reflect on that? It's the first game of the year, and I thought New Zealand were historically slow starters. Yeah, yeah, and admittedly in that first minute I thought, gee, what have we got ourselves into here? But um, when, he, when poor old Damien got charged down, they looked you know, a little bit at odds um, with that first initial exit, but then just got into their rhythm, and I think that's the most pleasing thing is that they found their rhythm quickly and they were just so, so ruthless um, and clinical and, and suffocated um, the life out of the Argentinians, you know, like Argentinians um, traditionally, you know, they're, they're a very passionate um, nation and, you know, they thrive in those sort of situations. And the way that they started that game, you would have thought they would just keep climbing into it. But um, credit to the All Blacks and the way that they executed it, they, they didn't give them any any hope of doing that. So, you know, really clinical uh, performance and especially in that thir- first uh, 20 to 30 minutes, you know, I just thought they were ruthless. And I think, I said to um, the bloke I was watching it with, I said, oh, gee, I, I tell you what, Ian Foster will be sitting up in that box taking a, a deep uh, a, a deep relief, uh, sigh of relief. I'm <laughs> sure that, it, that, that the first half went like that because, man, as you can imagine, if, the, if it hadn't have gone that way, the knives certainly would have been out. But, yeah, um, him and his coaching staff should be um, extremely pleased with that result because um, over in Argentina, um, they're a really, really tough side to, to play over there. So, yeah, a pleasing start for the All Blacks for sure. I'm not going to overreact to the game itself, but if I'm looking at that game, one looked a well-drilled, well-coached side, the other didn't. Yeah, and, and like it was quite an... Un- the Argentinians, you know, going into that match, whenever I was talking to people, they were like, well, how do you see it going? And, and because we haven't seen the Argentinians, they were just such an unknown quantity. And I don't know how long they've been in camp together. Like, I don't know what they've been mm. up to. And that was that was actually the worrying part for me about, about that side. And they've obviously had some success as well against the All Blacks um, as recent as last year and on, on home soil in New Zealand and Christchurch. So, um, you know, they would have been super confident being back um, in Mendoza for the first time in a long time and um, in front of a, a chocker house and, and just didn't really fire a shot, which I think will be the most disappointing um, aspect from the Argentinian side. Um, their discipline, again, let them down um, in, in crucial parts and, and areas of their game where they are normally such a strength, like their scrum um, and their set-piece just didn't function as well as what they would have liked. So, yeah, they've got a lot... Uh, a lot of um, reflecting to do and, and they've got to work on it really, really quickly. But yeah, cra- a couple of crazy results for the first round of um, the, the rugby championship with obviously um, New Zealand and, and South Africa just dominating Australia and Argentina. So uh, it's got all the makings for what's going to be a doozy this weekend coming as well. Well, Argentina at least won the national anthem for the uh, 35th consecutive time as far as passion displayed. But uh, it is a bit of a hotbed of a, a rugby city, Mendoza. And you, 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 they can have performances like that. So They can have performances like that, can't they, Joey? Yeah, yeah, can, mate. Just on the anthem, I got a great text from a, a mate of mine, and he said, do you think Argentina will get their anthem done before halftime? Um, <laughs> fantastic anthem, though, isn't it? The way it finishes. Yeah. The way it builds up. It's like, hurry up, get it started, get it started. And then they boom and the tears are going. Creevy's crying on everyone around him. 
Yeah, and then they all sprint off, smacking each other's backs and bums. It's great. It's just awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look. Um, yeah, over there, they'll, yeah, I think they'll be really disappointed with the way that they fronted it. And, and like you said, a hotbed uh, Mendoza, like it looked like a really hostile environment. But yeah. the way that the all suffocated them in that first 20 minutes, they took that crowd, that atmosphere, all that passion that um, we know that the Argentinians usually play with. They just took that all out of um, their supporters, which we know that that can happen. You know, when you're playing at home, that that big crowd normally gives you an, an extra arm and a leg, but they just took that completely away from them. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of head scratching to be done in that camp for sure. Yeah, that crowd was quietened inside ten minutes, which is the worst possible start for Argentina. He wanted that belief to to linger much longer than that. Uh, if I can just. You take a step back and sort of look at this holistically, the year of 2023 coming in. These were my thoughts prior to kickoff. And, Joey, tell me if I'm wrong. I cannot remember a time where there was so much sort of uncertainty hanging over the head of an All Blacks group as they embarked on a World Cup year. Um, the teams of the past have had issues, absolutely, but to this level, I certainly can't recall anything of this nature. And it, it left me sort of part terrified and exhilarated also to see what, what uh, happens over the course of the next few months. You know, how many question marks did you have over this team before kick-off of the first game of the year? And have any been answered? Um, oh, look, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Um, I think we can all, um, you know, the last probably three years we've been wondering where the side's sort of tracking but I think the pleasing part for this um, for this team is the way that how comprehensive they were with their first outing of the of the um, test season uh, the way that they gelled together pretty quickly pretty seamlessly uh, in terms of the questions there were obviously uh, going into this test and the uncertainty around um, a few key positions and, and what they did um, with some of their selections you know the likes of a, of a Josh Lord getting his um, his third cap and, and first start for for a long, long time, and you know he can't even make the Chiefs twenty three, and then he's starting <laughs> the first for, of the All Black season. Um, but man, he was super impressive. We all know the talent, and and the talent is undoubted. But um, we were, I think, we we're all sort of scratching our head with that, that with that selection. But it's probably the only chance that the All Blacks are going to have to figure out whether that guy is good enough at test match level this year. Um, and we all know that when Brodie Rotelic and Sam Whitelock are fit and available, they, they, they start every test match. Uh, but I thought the performances of, of the middle row, Scott Barrett, yeah, his discipline let him down again, but um, his physicality, uh, he is just going from strength to strength. Um, and I thought Josh Lord didn't look out of place at all either. Um, the other contentious um, position, I think, in that uh, all-black side is the number six jersey. And I thought Shannon Frizzell absolutely dominated um, yes. in, in all of the of the areas that we want to see number sixes dominate, which is uh, physicality with ball in hand, physicality on defence. Uh, we all know that he's capable of doing it, but it's been the consistency in which he's produced that in an all-black jersey. Uh, that's what's been lacking from Shannon. But his performance... I think he's definitely done enough to, to keep that number six jersey and hopefully replicate that again at home next week against a, a really tough South African outfit. And that'll be the deciding factor, whether it's him or whether it's uh, Scott Barrett that wears that six jersey going into um, you know the Rugby World Cup, I think. So a, a massive statement performance from, from Shannon Frizzell, who stood up. Uh, the other one, obviously, uh, the, the interesting factor will be what do they do with Damien McKenzie? That guy did enough for me 
that he needs to be in the starting 15, whether it's in the 15 yes. jersey or whether it's in the 10. I think the calmness and the control, um, his tactical ability, put the All Blacks in the right areas of the field, make, made really, really good decisions. Um, his combination with Geordie Barrett, like, first time those two blokes have played together, but it didn't look like that. Like, it looked like that they've been playing seasons together. Uh so, look, I, I was really, really happy with his performance. He needs to be in that side, but it's the conundrum of what you do with um, Bowden Barrett and, and Richie Moanga again. Um, where do those guys fit in? Does uh, Richie Moanga come in at 10 and, and Damien go back to fullback and Bowden goes to um, the bench? I think that's, if I was picking that side, that's what i do. What do I think Ian Foster will do? I think he'll, he'll stick to his guns and he'll play... Um, Richie Moinger at 10 and Bowden Barrett at fullback that's that's what my gut's saying um, yeah. the only other change that I think I would make who I was a little bit disappointed with was Caleb Clark um, again it just didn't didn't feature didn't feature no. at all in that game I didn't see him um, he was like the anonymous man in morning none of I made a, a great fist of everything obviously finished a beautiful try on that right edge but he always is busy in Morning Nanawa. It's the same with Mark Talia, Lester Fanganuku. They come off their wings. They're looking for work all the time through the middle of the field. They help their tight forwards get gain line, get speed of ball. Caleb Clark just sits on the left wing and waits for opportunities, which I just want to see him do more. And I, I just yeah. I, I don't think he's proud himself in glory, and I think there might be a change on that left wing. If Lester Fanganuku's fit and available, I think he comes back into the side. And, and I don't to. know where Mark yeah, and I don't know where Mark Talia um, is at in terms of his injury. So if he's fit and available, you'd imagine he'll go onto the right wing, Leicester onto the left. Um, but yeah, Morning Nutterwa didn't look out of place at all, mate, uh, in, in the test arena, that's for sure. Yeah, some really astute observations there, uh, Joey Wheeler. A couple more before I let you go. Let's play a game. Yeah. Let, let's assume everyone's fit okay. and available. And tomorrow yep. is the Rugby World Cup knockout phase. You, you're all black selector, and you're naming it number six. Yep. Who are you naming at six? With, I'm going with... It's a toss-up between Scott Barrett and, and um, Shannon Frizzell. And on the evidence that I saw just on today, I'm going to go with... Um, oh, Jesus, it's a tough one. It's tough. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Scott Barrett. And, and the only thing that's going to get him the edge is he's a slightly better line-out operator than Shannon. Shannon's yeah. line-out ability um, has gone from strength to strength. But obviously, Scott, he's a line-out caller. He understands the line-out intrinsically. Um, and I just think at the test level, that ability in the year, he's just got um, a little He's got a little bit more so than, um, than Shannon. And I think... Um, the way he's going in terms of his, his hardened edge and what we've seen, especially in the tail end of Super Rugby now into um, Test Rugby, um, Scott stepped up again, although he'd be disappointed with his discipline, like I alluded to earlier, with giving away a couple of silly penalties. Uh, I, I, he, he would just get the edge from me, mate. But I think next week you'll see um, Shannon Frizzell get another opportunity at the sixth jersey. So, um, yeah, but if I was, if I was picking the, for the All Black final, uh, the, the World Cup final, it'll be, it'll be Scott Barrett. And who's at 10 and 15 in Joey Wheeler's team? <laughs> um, and my team, it would be, I would, I have to have Damien McKenzie in there. I would go Richie Mwanga and Damien McKenzie at fullback. Really interesting. And that apparently was a South African B team, Joey. They, they played, yeah, I'm not sure if you much, saw much of it. They played quite a bit of footy. Um, the station to station, number 10 kicking game. 
Mate, I've got you, you look at their first. You go look at their first try and the way they work the ball up the field, eighty meters. It's really yeah. impressive. Now, whether or not they'll yeah. play that like at, at the World Cup, I, I'm not so sure. In fact, I'm pretty sure they probably won't. Um, but yeah. boy, oh boy, I can't wait for next weekend. Yeah, mate. Like oh, I've got that on Sky Go. About to um, get it, get it, get it on now to see um, what they did and how they um, absolutely demoed that Aussie side. But yeah, you look. You thought I thought if there was one Test match that. Um, that the Aussies could do the job on the South Africans, it would be Eddie Jones's first because we know that he, <laughs> he always gets he always gets a reaction out of any team that he takes over. But, geez, but you know, if you're looking at the scoreline alone without having a casting an eye over the game, you, you'd say that they haven't fronted. So, um, yeah, interesting times that's for sure. And, and but, but what you know about the South Africans, and this is going to be the real test for this All Black side this week, is you can guarantee that where they're going to come is straight through the front door. That's what they always want to do. They always try to come through the front door and try to smack you on the nose. And this is going to be the real test for this all-black type five. We're going to bring, hopefully, um, Sam Whitelock's Achilles is okay and he's fit and available. Guzzler will be back and Guzzler will be primed. Him and Evan Etzebeth are just going to go (laughs) toe-to-toe. But the test of that young front row, Again, Tyrell Lomax, Ethan DeGroote, Samasoni Takiaho, I'd imagine him or Cody Taylor will start, but it's going to be a massive, a massive test of fire and brimstone for those guys. And, a, you know, you just can't, you can't physically uh, go, go uh, missing against a, a Springbok side. So it's going to be a massive test next week. Can't wait. Through the front door, unlike a young Joey Wheeler sneaking in the <laughs> side door or in the window when he used to break anyway, curfew. Anyway, necessary into a window, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go well, Joey. You're a star, mate. Really appreciate your time. Go enjoy the South Africa-Australia game. Well done, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers. That's Joey Wheeler who's going to go to Sky Go and uh, watch South Africa and Australia now. Great to have the former Māori All Black and Highlanders uh, lock and, of course, uh, part of the Sky Sports family uh, offering some very astute uh, observations of that uh, All Black uh, performance.